Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I have an amazing guest with us this week. I have wanted her on the show for some time now, but today is is the day or this week is the week, I guess. If you have been around She Rises for a little while, you are probably going to recognize her name. And if you have been blessed to attend one of the She Rises events, you've probably been in the room and been a part of the ministry that she offers. And so with that, welcome to the show, my dear, beautiful friend, Karen Lundberg. So thrilled to have you here and just to have this conversation with you about living a spirit-led life. So before we dive into this week's conversation, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're joining us from. All right. Hi. I would like to say hi, y'all, because I am from Lubbock, Texas now, but I really don't have a genuine Texas accent, so they tell me down here. So I am Karen Lundberg, and I am moved here two years ago to Lubbock, and uh, my husband and I, and we are just loving the people here and looking forward to the ministry that God continues to open up for me here. But I do miss y'all in Minnesota because I have dear friends there and just love so many of you people up there and family up there and Susan, especially my mentor, my trainee that I just adore. So I am so happy to be here, Susan, with you today. Well, I just love you to pieces and you are one of my favorite communicators. I love how you love the Lord and you just have this beautiful way of taking the complicated out of just the Bible and being able to present it in a way that that people are able to wrap their faith around and really begin to apply it to their own lives. And so I, I'm just so thrilled that you're here, but just curious. So you kind of touched a little bit on your, your friends, your community down there. So they, do they say that, you know, you sound a little different down here. You must not be a native Texan. Yes, they all say, oh, I love your accent. And I'm like, well, you guys have the accent. I do not have the accent, but they talk beautifully. We talk beautifully. And you know what? God just loves them all and loves us all. So it's it's encouraging and fun to hear them make jokes about my accent from Minnesota. <laughs> and what is the weather doing down there? Because right now here in Minnesota, Karen, you, and being a Minnesota native, we are having like a downpour right now oh. this time of the year, which you know is kind of unusual. I mean, thunder, all the things it's like pouring right now here. So yeah, well, we are 77 today in hot and humid, but by Friday we dip down to 49 as a high. So that's, you know, not, that's kind of a big drop for our little thin blood that's getting thinner every year I'm here. So, um, but today is a more humid, sticky day. And normally we don't have a lot of humidity, but it's still good. And God is good Amen. in the rain and in the 
dryness, whatever. God's good. Amen. 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 So just really quick, you have kids. Where are all your kids at? Okay. So uh, we have two daughters that live here in Lubbock, and then we have four children. We have three sons and a daughter still in Minnesota. And so we're kind of divided and, you know, the two down here, we hope are happy that we're close to them, but we sure miss our family and grandchildren up there and that, but uh, we, God makes a way so we can get back and forth quite often. And we do have a wedding in January up in Minnesota with our third child, our son, Samuel. So we're very excited. We'll get to be up there in the frozen tundra in January. Yeah, it's right in January. You'll be glad to be heading south again. <laughs> yeah. We're like, um, maybe they should have the weather wedding down here, but she wants snow, the bride to be, and our future daughter in law wants uh, snow in her wedding. So we're praying not too much, okay. <laughs> not too cold. So, so I hope your winter coats aren't too far tucked away. No, there we kept them all. So we're ready. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, like I said um, at the top of our time together, we're going to be talking this week about what it means to live a spirit led life. And when I was praying about this topic, Karen, you are someone that came to my mind right away because I feel like you really model this well. You lead by example in this area of your life. And, and I just know that you have so much to offer in this particular topic. So while we're talking about living a spirit-led life, as simple as you can, explain what that means to the, the listening community. Well, I, I truly just think that to make it as simple as it is, is like just being willing, obedient, seeking after the heart of God with everything you have and being willing to give up your own selfish desires and living in the flesh. And you want to just be open to what God's plans are for your life and his leading and his guiding, his comfort, his wisdom. Everything that the spirit of God offers us is so available 24 seven because we're all, he, he lives inside of us when we accept the Lord and get just full of his spirit. And we just need to rely on him. And when we come to a place where that's what we want, you'll see, I mean, our lives just become so powerful and impacted. And I don't know, you just draw closer to God when you allow the spirit to rise up and lead you his Holy spirit and not to be led by our own selfish desires and the flesh, because they'll definitely take us away from the plans that God has or just his, special blessings that he wants to lead us with and guide us with. So uh, that's about as simple as I can make it. It's really like giving over control and surrendering and, and trusting that God's Holy Spirit is really powerful. And that's who he promised he would send. And that's who he wants us to look to for the direction in our lives. So that is so good. I love that. And I think that that is something that people are able to kind of wrap themselves around and like, oh yeah, this is beginning to make a little bit more sense to me. And yet I think that so often when it comes to matters of faith, it's kind of human nature. We sort of make things more complicated than they need to be. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you think about that? Why, why do you think this topic of living a spirit led life is confusing for people? 
Because I think, first of all, we are people naturally in the flesh. And the flesh opposes the spirit. So we can't understand the spirit if we are still trying to live out our life in this fleshly realm. So we have to, at some point, get to a place where we have surrendered our life to the Lord, to God, and then allowed, at that point, his spirit really comes in. And then there's another layer of the spirit filling in. But if we're living in the flesh and if we're living like the world wants us to live, it will make no sense because the world and our flesh are very selfish, self-centered, and uh, very much opposed to the spirit. <laughs> and so we can't understand it. But um, we can't understand spirit because we understand like Jesus was a person who came in a person bodily form, and we can relate to that. But a spirit, somebody we can't really see, and yet we call him the third person of the Trinity. Like, how is he a person? How do we hear from him? How does this all work? It, you know, in our own understanding, we cannot understand it. But as we draw close to God, it begins to make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, I think that even apart from, and just curious what your thoughts are, uh, you know, even apart from the Holy Spirit, we, we can apply that to any part of faith, really, because it, it, there comes a point as followers of Christ where, where our faith has to kick in and has to override our natural thinking because so much of, of faith and, and, you know, just the different miracles and things like that, that we hear of and that we read about in the Bible. I mean, they don't make sense to our natural senses, right? Absolutely not. No. Because it's a bigger God that's in control of all of that. And when we're not in control, it's hard to, to trust anything. But once you really begin your journey and your faith walk with Jesus, it just gets sweeter, sweeter, deeper, and better. And it's just worth it, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, oh, love that. So over the years, we've seen the gifts of the Spirit not displayed correctly, or at least according to scripture, um, sadly, sometimes, not all the time, but every now and then we have seen that. Have you ever seen this turn people away from learning about who the Holy Spirit is? Absolutely. I, I think so much. Well, there's an enemy that doesn't want people to know about the Spirit of God, and he's an antichrist, and he likes to just muddle up things and so he likes to duplicate things in a false way or a counterfeit way i think and so like a lot of times people will come as false prophets like prophecy is one of the powerful gifts of the spirit and so many people are like well thus saith the lord or you know the lord told me this and they proclaim stuff and then it doesn't happen and it's people that maybe really are not fully of filled with the spirit and do not know it and Satan can use them. And the word of God just really tells us that we have to test all spirits because just because somebody says God said this does not necessarily mean it. And we need to line it up with scriptures. And I think that's where we begin to fail is just because somebody said it. We think, well, they seem like a good person. I think I should just believe that. Surely they, they have a gift and they must know or something. And Sometimes they are false. And so in 1 John 4, 1, you know, it says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits because there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world. And 
we need to know that everything needs to line up with scriptures, not man. And I think a lot of people have gotten hurt, have gotten misled because they, you know, just believed everything anybody said about checking with the word of God too, and maybe praying more further into it or, you know, finding people that you really can trust and, and know are followers of Christ and have a good standing with them. So I need, I think it's very important that we do that. And I think because people have been misled or they don't see it come to pass, then they think, well, then God must not be real or the Holy Spirit's not real or I don't know. Let's just not believe that anymore. And and I also believe that there are some denominations that truly believe that the Holy Spirit was, you know, in the book of Acts, that was that time, but maybe not, not for today that, yep, sure, God, you know, poured out his spirit in that upper room for those disciples and maybe in the book of Acts, but that didn't mean that he's going to keep doing it that way today. But the word of God says God's the same yesterday, today and forever. So you know, there's a lot of us who know the truth that yes, the spirit is alive and the spirit is moving and he's mighty. And, you know, just to be sure that you keep connected with God and that so that you don't get deceived or discouraged in believing that there really is the power of the Holy Spirit and that he really does move and he is alive. Yeah. And he's still pouring himself out in such powerful ways Oh, today. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about in the book of Acts, what is it? Chapter two, boy, um, first few verses of chapter two, I think where it says that it's for you and for those who are far off, those who will come after you. Well, that's you and me. And, and, you know, because nowhere in the Bible does it say that he stopped pouring himself out. He's still at work. And, and I think that uh, I just loved what you said, that if you feel like you, uh, you know, you're listening today and maybe you had a, an unpleasant experience with someone who claimed to be operating in the Holy Spirit, to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, learn and commit to growing in your understanding of who the, the person of the Holy Spirit is and, you know, go to the word and, and compare your understanding against, against the word of God and seek some wise counsel. Uh, I think that that's so, that's so helpful because I think that the Holy Spirit, as we're going to get into here, man, it just changes. It just changes a believer's life, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a a whole nother realm of understanding because he truly hears from the father and he is our advocate that is fighting for us, that wants us to get to know God. It's not like he wants it to be a, a mystery to us. He is not hiding God from us. He is the one that truly inspires us and just guides us and and gives us everything we need in this life you know to just prepare us for eternity and to be more effective and like the disciples man they they loved Jesus so much but until they had the Holy Spirit I mean they were hiding out they were they were afraid like what do we do God and then the Spirit came on them and then oh my gosh, everything came to life inside of them and they understood so much more. And that's exactly what Jesus kept telling them ahead. And if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or just about Jesus, he is always like, somebody's coming after me. He's going to teach you. He's going to 
comfort you. He will give you everything you need. And, you know, it's like, you're going to be better even when he, when I leave so that he can come. And that's God's intent is to pour out his spirit upon all men. And that's what he was saying too. in Acts two is like, I'm going to pour my spirit out on everyone. And so to those who are looking and hungering, I mean, he's going to, He's going to pour himself into us and give us that closeness with God so that we know our purpose, why we're here, what we're doing and what he wants us to do. So we need the Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, love that. Well, so let's continue to break this down even more into just very practical examples of how the Holy Spirit works in our lives and prompts us. And so with that, I want to ask you to share one of your powerful yet very practical examples of how the Holy Spirit has led you in your everyday life. So can you share a couple examples with us? Throughout my, this has just been a learning curve. You just get to know him more intimately, the more time you spend with him in prayer and the more time you worship God and just get alone with him. But in 2020, my, in January, I like to say, Lord, what, you know, what's a word for me this year? A lot of people do that, you know, and I heard the word so clearly, just the spirit was speaking to me, change. And so I'm like, Okay, well, maybe I need to change a lot and become more like Jesus or for four years, we really, my husband and I felt in our hearts and especially me that the Holy Spirit in about 2016 started telling me, I want, someday I want you in Lubbock, Texas. And so we just kept praying and waiting on God. And my husband was kind of like, well, I like Minnesota. I like the four seasons. I'm like, well, that's not why God would call us to Lubbock. But um, in January 25th, uh, of 2020, I had two grand mal seizures in a day and was hospitalized. And that night, you know, stayed in a hospital. And the next morning I was by myself and kind of had posted my Facebook scriptures and things like that and praying to the Lord. And all of a sudden, so profoundly in my mind and in my heart, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you're going to move to Lubbock sooner than you think. And I was like, oh, Okay, that would be changed. Yeah. So when my husband came, I, David, in my prayer time, I really believe that God is telling us we're going to move sooner than we think. Well, the next month I had different doctor's appointments and tests. And uh, I, like in late in February, I ended up um, going to the Mayo Clinic. And so my daughter, Anna, from down here in Lubbock, flew up to be with me and my husband as I was going through different tests to see why I had those seizures. And Throughout the day, I just kept saying, well, let's just look at houses in Lubbock and just see, you know, where God, God might be having a house down there. And everything David looked at was like, no, no, I don't want to live there. That's not it at all. And we got done with my appointments and got home that night kind of late and we were tired and we were praying together. And that night, David said, well, Karen, if we're to move to Lubbock, I really want to be in an area called Melanie Park, where our daughter, Sarah, and her husband, Ricky, and her three boys live because he likes the mature trees and the older home and just stuff like that. So we prayed that prayer. And two days after we prayed the prayer, Sarah's 84-year-old neighbor lady, Beverly, called her and said, are your mom and dad ever thinking of moving to Lubbock? Because we're going to move to Dallas by our son. And I just think you're supposed to come over here and take pictures and show your mom and dad pictures of our house. So Sarah called us and said, I'm going to come and go take pictures and send them to you. 
So we were looking at them on that Thursday night. And as soon as we saw the pictures, we knew the spirit of God was in agreement, both of us. And especially David said, that's our house. We're supposed to move to Lubbock. And so with that, we started watching God move and the Holy Spirit guiding us. And so we just kept on like the Holy Spirit. I really felt like he said, don't, don't get a realtor, just put it on Facebook and it'll sell. And I thought, well, it's COVID is just coming out. How in the world would our house sell on our own? We shouldn't even be going across state lines, you know, but we both knew that was God saying, it's your time. It's time to go. So I put pictures of our house. I put a picture of uh, toilet paper on my toilet seat and said, if you buy my house, you get 12 free rolls of toilet paper. Because I figured that for sure would move, you know, the Holy Spirit would move on people that way. So <laughs> boy, we had a couple of showings at the house. And then I was kind of like, oh, the first ones didn't want it or the second. And then as I was praying, the Holy Spirit, again, I just heard him say the fourth people that look are going to buy it. And so the third people didn't. And I'm like, okay, the fourth people. And they sure enough, they looked and they really wanted it. Then they needed to sell their house. And I said, don't even put it on the market. Just, I mean, put it on the market, but don't get a realtor. God's in this. It's going to sell. And they sold it. Immediately. Within a couple of weeks, they had showed it. And three people looked and two people made offers. And the person who wanted it and who got it lived in an apartment. So they didn't even have to sell their house. Then my mom said, well, if you're moving, I'm moving. And God sold her house with by word of mouth through a friend of ours who knew somebody. And then we needed jobs and the Holy Spirit got a job for my husband where my daughter used to clean for and my son-in-law worked there and no longer worked with them. But my daughter had said, if you ever need someone, you know, be sure call my dad if he's moving there. And so they contacted my daughter and said, is your dad going to move here? Because we really need to hire someone in our warehouse. And it, they called and interviewed David and he got the job. I worked at a school for a lot of years. and. Um, a friend of my daughter's said, have her apply at Lubbock schools. And so I had a job interview and got a job with the life skills class here. And God, just every moment, everything just came exactly when we needed it. Sometimes not as fast as we want it, you know, like, but within three months, that was February, end of February. And we moved by May 29th and had everything closed and we were moved to Lubbock. And so it was just so fun to know that the spirit of God was leading. He was opening the doors exactly at the right time when we needed it. And it's just so fun like that. Another just more recent one, even this summer of hearing from the Holy Spirit was I don't work in the summers. And so I was giving plasma and my I would go twice a week to go give plasma. And God used it as a great witnessing tool for me and just gave us money through it as well. But uh, one morning before I went to give plasma, I just was praying and doing my devotionals and posting and doing the stuff that I do every morning. And then the Holy Spirit just uh, as clear as could be is I want you to bless somebody with money today. And I was like, oh, okay, I bet somebody at the plasma, there's a lot of needy people there. So I stood in the line and usually you're, it's about an hour and a half to two hours in the line. And I kept praying like, who who do you want me to give it to? And I just, no, it wasn't anybody. It wasn't one of the workers. And so then I got done giving the plasma. And then I just felt like, well, go look at some shoes for Samuel's wedding. And I was like, it was July, but I went to the shoe carnival store 
And while I was trying on, I had several different shoes and I'm sitting there and this beautiful lady with her hair just totally shaved, trying on some sandals. And the Holy Spirit said, just watch her. And I told her, oh, those shoes look so beautiful. And she said, oh, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. And I, I just got done with my last chemo treatment yesterday. And the Holy Spirit, I knew it right then and there, like, here's who I want you to bless. So I watched where she got the shoes from. And I went and looked. And that's exactly how much money I had available to give in cash. And so I walked up to her and I said, the Lord really wants me to bless you with paying for these shoes today. And she said, no, you couldn't. I said, oh, yes, I have wanted to do this for so long and bless, you know, hear the Holy Spirit and then go bless someone. So I found out she used to work for Lubbock schools as well in a different school, but hadn't worked for a whole year. And I just was so touched and so, oh, I just loved her from the moment, you know, and God just, when you hear the spirit, just guide you to do something and you can be obedient to it and listen to him. It just, there's nothing better. And um, to see him work in our lives and to know that he cares that he wants to guide us, that he is with us in those kind of decisions and how he wants us to bless others. You know, it's just not about us. It's listening to him and like, who, who can I be a blessing to today? Those, those are the things that, you know, I think are the best parts of the Holy Spirit that he longs for us to hear him and to be obedient and, and we get the blessing, but we get to be a blessing when we do that. Oh, those are so beautiful. And I know that you have just lived your life so well in service and obedience to the Lord. And so I feel like we could do just a whole (laughs) half hour, hour, and you just like share testimony after testimony of how, you know, he has used you and worked through you in that way. And so I, you know, I'm thinking about the person that, that might be listening today. And I, it's almost like I can hear them like saying, okay, the, that those are really great, but I want to know, how do I know that it's him and not just me? I want to, so I'm just thinking like, for example, maybe someone feels like, they want to step out in some way and they feel like, I don't know, is it you? Is it just me? You know, or, and, or even like this, this beautiful example of, of, you know, meeting this woman in the shoe carnival and, you know, someone that's maybe new to stepping out in that way can feel intimidated and can feel like, oh, they're going to think I'm nuts. And, and yet, how do I know it's me and, or that it's not me and that it's the Holy spirit. And so encourage the listener that is thinking that today and wrestling with those questions. You know, I think to keep it really simple when you're doing it and you're hearing the voice of God, if it's something that definitely goes against anything God would say, then, you know, that's not your voice, his voice. If it's something that's loving and a blessing and good I mean, the Holy Spirit, even if you goofed up, I mean, like if you gave somebody money and you that wasn't supposed to be it, it's like, that's not a mistake, you know? So I think we over overthink just just going with, I'm, I'm going to trust you on this Holy Spirit. And if something is wrong, would you please shut the door before I do this? If it's something that is totally wrong, but even I think just following the heart of God, if, if it's if you're God will make it right somehow, if you did 
goof up, you know, if it wasn't exactly perfect or that, but he will give you everything you need when you need it. And sometimes some of those things are really hard. If you, you know, have to talk to someone about forgiveness or you have to do those kind of things, those, those become even more difficult. Just giving someone a blessing isn't necessarily so hard, but I just want you to know that when you walk in obedience and your heart is just after doing, pleasing the father, he makes a way for you to know that this is, this is right. You'll do it. And I'll give you every single thing you need each step you take. So you might not get the whole package right then and there. And it might be as you're going words you need to say or what else you need to do, but you're, you're going to find because the spirit is just so powerful and loving and good. It's, it's going to be good. So don't doubt so much. Just, just, just say, God, here I am. Just mm-hmm. here I go. <laughs> and yeah. I, honestly, he'll take care of it. He really yeah. will. That's yeah. the kind of God he is. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And I, I think that, I don't know about you, but I know that in my own life as a new believer and just really beginning to, you know, all those years ago, beginning to learn how to hear the the voice of God and, and to know the prompting of the Holy Spirit to, you know, when he wants me to do something or say something, it comes like by doing, you have to be willing to, I don't know, take a risk, if you will, even though it, it it's outside of your comfort zone, you know, mm-hmm. until because it's new, it's, you're stepping into something new that is maybe unfamiliar, you know, I'm thinking about maybe someone that is, is just really new in their faith, and, mm-hmm. and it is going to feel uncomfortable, and that's okay, and to not let that stop you, and I love that you, that you said, because if you didn't say it, I was going to say it, that even, uh, even if you bless someone, and God was like, you know, oh, I actually wanted you to give it to that person over there. You still didn't like mess up because it's, it's never a bad thing to do something good, you know, yeah. and to mm-hmm. be a blessing in, in the life of someone else. And so I think, I think just taking the, the overthinking, like you said, taking that out of it, taking ourselves out of it, you know, mm-hmm. taking self out of it and just living that life of, of abandon and surrender, like you said, here am I, God, who can I, who can I be a blessing to today? Who can I, I mean, it doesn't even have to be monetary. Yeah. It can be, who can I just encourage today? Is there somebody that you know is having a rough day? You know, it could be the, the lady at the grocery store that's ringing up your groceries. God could use you to just speak something encouraging to her. That is, is a very practical way that the Holy Spirit can prompt you and use you to be a blessing in someone else's life. Absolutely. And I think one of the things he loves is when we just share something he's done in our life. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to know all the scriptures by heart, like, oh my gosh, I don't know. What would I say to somebody? What would I do? You know, but what God has done in your life is truth you know, like how you've seen him help you through something. And I think he loves when we, we go to someone and just say, look, I, I've been through that. And that's what our life testimonies give 
such glory to God when we know that he helped us through something and we can share that with someone else. Don't always think that, oh gosh, I don't know a scripture, so there's no way I can talk to them. The scriptures are powerful, but your own witness of what God's done in your life is your testimony. And God uses that so incredibly in so many ways. So I would encourage you that way too. Like if you're a new Christian, like, oh, but I don't know enough about the Bible. Well, you know, God saved you and he's already made a difference in your life. That's enough. God can use you. And I think his grace is so powerful that even if we kind of get overzealous sometimes or we get ahead of him, you know what, God, he's just delighted that you're his child and he's so for you. He's not against you. So I, I hope people really understand that. That has taught me. That's how what I've learned so much through the years is sometimes I went off ahead of God, but he just knew in my heart I was always after him. So he's not mad and he he'll redeem it. He'll help you. And that's the Holy Spirit's job is to not condemn you, but to correct you and teach you and he'll help you just keep growing and knowing, oh, that's what that meant. That's how I do that. And, yeah. you know, we, we are not perfect people. So get that <laughs> right now. But God uses imperfect people to to reach the people he needs to reach. So oh, that could be just a whole topic in and of itself um, that God is not looking for perfection, perfect people. He's looking for surrendered people. And yeah everyone has a story. Um, you listening today, you have a story and, you know, the details might be different than mine or Karen's, but it doesn't mean that it's any less powerful or any less needed or effective. Um, everyone has a story, including you, um, because your story is the power of the cross at work in your life. And so like Karen said, what has he done for you? And so it, People need to hear that story. So powerful. Well, we are living in a world that we need the Holy Spirit. I read somewhere, um, somebody had put a little meme up somewhere that I need the Holy Spirit to just go to Walmart. So <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. But, you know, in just living this spirit-led life, he gives us insight and discernment. He leads us in all truth. Uh, tell the listeners how they can discover more about the Holy Spirit, where or how they can begin. I, I think, honestly, the best is just an, an open heart and just a seeking heart. I think God, he will never turn away a heart that seeks after him. And when he said in Matthew 7, 7, you know, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and he that seeks finds. To him who knocks, the door will be open. He'll, our loving father wants to give out the best gifts. And his greatest gift is the Holy Spirit in us. And all he, all you have to do is really, the more you ask, the more you'll receive. If you keep pressing in, he'll show you direction. He'll bring you to people that might be able to give you more encouragement. If you just really just read the book of Acts, I mean, over and over, and you can find that, you know, God says in the book of Acts 59 times, he talks about the Holy Spirit just in that one book. And so read it and just see like people were just hungry and the people who weren't even Jews and the Gentiles who weren't, you know, saved people at the time, they just began to want more of God and 
he filled them. He came every single time. And I just think, start with your own heart and keep seeking him most of all. And go to Bible bookstores and look in, you know, are there books about the filling of the Holy Spirit? But I honestly think find churches that have revival meetings again, or, you know, they're, they're not that plentiful right now. And preaching on the Holy Spirit is not where it should be. And I believe God's stirring that again. So we need people to be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can get this moving across our nation again. But truly, I honestly think that if you just seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. And um, he just talks about that all. I, I just want you to hunger and thirst for my righteousness and for me. And um, when you ask for the Holy Spirit, he'll, he'll fill you and he'll give you that power. He'll give you, don't give up. If you want the gift of tongues, which is a part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we just believe that in Acts, that was something that they received. And that is such a powerful prayer language and a way to worship God in, in another uh, form of praying in tongues. Um, it's such a gift. And even though you may not understand it with your mind, you're praying in a spirit and God, you just connect with God in another powerful way. So those are my greatest hands. <laughs> the way that I have found him, Susan, is just keep seeking. I want to know more. I know there's more God. So help teach me and show me. And um, there are great books that you can find about men of God that were filled with the Holy Spirit or women of God that were filled. You know, I read one about Marie Woodworth Eder one time and I was like, oh, my word, you could that can happen. Or, you know, Azusa Street Revival and just how God moved on people. And he's mighty and he he did it then. And he's going to pour out his spirit even greater, I believe in these last days or in our lifetime. So press in, yeah. press on, uh, you're going to get it. <laughs> so good. So good right there. And I would just add a couple of things as I'm wrapping up. I loved how you just kept reinforcing that same message of just seek the Lord, run after him, ask him, because here's the thing. He, he wants us to know the Holy Spirit. And when we, when we express that through prayer, God, I want to know, teach me, I, I want to know more. He wants to answer that prayer because he sees an eagerness and a hunger in our hearts yeah. to want to learn and grow and draw closer. And so that is a prayer that he is always eager himself to, to answer and lead and, and guide us in, in that way, because he does want us to know. So you, you also have a ministry and I, I want to make sure that I help people connect with you in your ministry and um, so that people can follow along with you and reach out to you if they feel like they want to maybe connect with you in some way. So tell us a little bit about your ministry. Okay, so my ministry is called Time to Ignite Ministry. And so I do have a Facebook page right now. I I cut off some other things I when I moved down here, that, but um, I have also just Karen Lundberg on Facebook. I would love to be your friends. I post a scripture every day and a prayer and sometimes writings. And I always do a story with music and scripture just to encourage people. But I would love if you need to message me. I love to pray for people. I would love to encourage you any way that I can encourage you. And 
Yeah, I'm just waiting for more opportunities. Um, I had an opportunity to speak a month ago at for the first time in a few years, and I have not hosted any events, but down here in Lubbock. But hopefully, I'm just waiting on God to say what else He wants me to do with my ministry down here, because I know there's more. And so, right now, I'm just doing my second podcast with you and just seeing what doors God opens. But I would love, honestly, just Facebook, Karen Lundberg. And uh, I'll look at you and friend you and let's just get to be friends because yeah. that's, yeah. that's how this church grows is how we love one another and can become friends that way. So, yeah, yeah. You are one of my fiery friends and I just love you. And I think that anybody connected with you, you just add so much value to the lives of other people and how God uses you and speaks and speaks through you uh, into the lives of other people. And so, boy, if we ever needed a time to ignite, not only in ourselves, have a personal revival, it starts here within us. Uh, personal revival, awakening in our faith, a ignition in our faith, and then it just spread. Um, set us ablaze, oh Lord. Um, we, we need that now. So I love your ministry. I love what you're doing and how God is using you. It is a powerful ministry and it's it's needed in the in this world and especially in this hour that we're living but um, so listeners be sure that you check out the show notes uh, and you'll find the links to connect with Karen in the online space in the show notes the time to ignite uh, webs or uh, Facebook page and her Facebook page um, the things that she mentioned so she would love to connect with you there so thank you for joining us I hope that this was encouraging and helpful for you and reach out and let us know drop us a comment drop us a line and let us know what your takeaway was from this week's episode but Karen thank you so much for being here thank you Susan and I love ministry and I know you are reaching the world and God is so pleased with you and all who listen, keep in tune to this lady because she'll lead you mm. on and spur you on in your walk. We love it. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right, listeners, have a great rest of your week and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.